Matt, we're good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cointel Bros. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Sun, joined by two people today. Uh, my co-host, Zero, and a guest, Mercury. <laughs> <coughs> I love our names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so lame. Yeah, right. Lame stage names. Anyway, y'all, today's topic is kind of a big one. Um, I know that we've been kind of beating around the bush talking about this in previous episodes, but today's topic, we are going to be discussing the current pandemic, plandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, if you like what you hear in this free episode, go to patreon.com slash media and go ahead and subscribe for $5 a month. You can join in on our Discord chat, uh, check out some of the documents that we are researching so you can read along with us, um, as well as support us and our quality of production so we can do this for a living, which mm -hmm. is what we've been wanting to do for years. So... Yeah, without further ado, Zero, take it away. So this is all, uh, you know, surrounding uh, COVID-19, the uh, novel coronavirus that was first reported to the WHO uh, from Chinese authorities on December 31st, 2019, um, saying that there were a number of unusual cases of a pneumonia-like disease uh, going around Wuhan, China. Wuhan, um, as people later found out who aren't kind of in the medical community, is a big hotspot for diseases and stuff, not only because of their wet markets, but also because of the disease research facilities in the general Wuhan region. On January 11th, we have the first death reported in China, and then about 10 days later, the disease escaped China and was in Japan, South Korea, and Thailand. Uh, it took until about the end of January for the disease to make it to the United States. And it was around that same time that the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 virus a, uh, an emergency. Shortly after that, there was the first death outside of China. Um, we had some cruise ships being quarantined and stuff like that. And... Um, quickly after that, the reported death toll uh, surpassed a former uh, big deal disease, SARS, you know. Um, in the middle of February, the disease makes its way uh, to Europe, and we have our first deaths there, along with the end of February, noting the first U.S. death as well. Um, we get into March, and the disease starts to really spread around the United States, as well as most other most other like populated urban regions, um, first world, as you know people like to call them, stuff like that. And it was around this time that the World Health Organization says that most cases will be mild. Um, around that same time, they also uh, reported that this will be a pandemic. And the death toll continues to rise in densely populated, uh, not that economically uh, fortunate countries around uh, the Americas and greater Europe. Um, st while still in the beginning of March, schools begin to shut down and the number of domestic cases, especially in the United States, begin to rise exponentially. This is also when we start getting a lot of the financial stuff coming in from the United States government, like the uh, 8.5 billion dollar emergency fund 
um, allotted by Congress. We also have around this time um, entertainment uh, stuff starting to get canceled as well, including festivals, concerts, and things like that. Um, various countries start to go under lockdown. Um, as the disease grows, uh, once we get to the middle of March, um, just it just keeps on growing basically throughout all of March. So uh, celebrities start testing positive. It's starting to dominate the news cycle more. We have more and more lockdowns. We have more and more institutions shutting down and things like that. And everyone is really freaking out about this pandemic. Um, sports events all start shutting down, which is... A, you know that's that's a big milestone in terms of like culturally especially in the united states um it is declared a national emergency um here again in the states on march the 13th and the cdc projects that up to 214 million americans at that time were infected um while the actual number of cases confirmed cases was only 2000 um as we continue through March, the cases continue to rise exponentially. Um, uh, we start to realize more of the reported demographic of those affected by the virus, um, mainly being old people. And then that's quickly change that quickly changes to no longer really be uh, focusing on just you know the old people and, and very young people as well. Um, as March progresses even more, it's just a lot more of, uh, you know, like senators becoming positive now, uh, major politicians, big, more people in the media continue to become uh, publicly declared positive for COVID-19, although nothing really happens with them. Um, as the disease spreads around the country, more and more major companies begin to uh, speak out either in favor of lockdowns or protesting against uh, lockdowns for economic reasons. Um, by the end of March, we have a $2 trillion stimulus bill signed to help uh, the citizens affected by loss of work from various industries shutting down, but also to help keep most of the American economy afloat. Um, when we get into the beginning of April... The uh, the White House says that they are expecting around a quarter of a million deaths, and um, that's also around the same time that about seven million Americans start filing for unemployment, um, which will later be noted as the beginning of a recession that we are apparently currently in. Um, this is also when the CDC starts recommending that Americans wear masks uh, outside as well as inside. And um, we start to see many hot spots around the entire country as well. Um, the growth of death, the, the reported uh, death rate continues to be exponential. And um, th this is also when uh, the United States uh, death projection suddenly goes down and they say that things are leveling out. Um, as we continue through April, the... Um, there's just random reports coming out. Like one day it was said that obese people have a higher risk of hospitalization and death. And that quickly was retracted. Um, the worldwide death rate at that time was only around a hundred thousand, which was a lot lower than what had been projected in the beginning of the pandemic situation. Um, by the middle of April, COVID-19 deaths have been officially reported in every uh, state in America. Um, 
the but also the Chinese government has had reported that they were at a two week low. So no one really knew if uh, things were improving or things were getting worse, depending on how you look at it. You know, um, social distancing had been in effect for a while during this time, and we start to see um, uh, uh, us. Uh, uh, Damn, I like cannot talk. Uh, a decrease in the the rate at which um, the disease is spreading and also um, deaths are occurring. Um, the president starts to talk about immigration on Twitter, saying that he's going to stop letting people come in and uh, until we can figure stuff out and stuff like that. Um, the uh, the WHO starts uh, coming out with some results to their various tests, saying they believe that the disease came in uh, early January to the United States and had been dormant for a while or it took a while for everything to uh, to sink in. There's just a lot more uh, government stuff happening. Um, you know, it really isn't that interesting what happened in the end of April. Um, once May gets, uh, once once May comes around, just the, the death toll projection just starts to skyrocket immediately because apparently people hadn't been uh, social distancing and hadn't been doing the... Um, lockdown guidelines so the government starts freaking out again and the media starts freaking out again um various european countries reach uh 100,000 deaths um and 100,000 or excuse me 100,000 cases not 100,000 deaths and so the disease is seemingly spreading um as we get towards the middle of may we start to hear about vaccine trials and vaccine testing various people either saying that it is a thing that is coming or is a thing that will take a very long time Um, the fda authorizes at-home testing kits and starts attempting to make testing available for asymptomatic people up until that time it had only been available for people showing uh, signs of the disease various state agencies start shifting their focus to uh providing tests for asymptomatic people including drive-in uh testing sites and things like that um the once we get towards the end of may various countries start talking about reopening various sectors including education and in various parts of production although only a few of them really went through with that um the death toll in the united states reaches one hundred thousand. On May the 27th, um, people start being relocated in Europe uh, on but the end of May with extremely vulnerable populations um, being able to leave their houses and things like that. Um, then as we get into June, where we are now, it really is just uh, people are reported to be infected at a very increased rate because testing has become more available and stuff like that. And as of a couple days ago, uh, the U S had 2 million confirmed cases. Um, and then as of right now, there still is no reported, uh, cure or really good treatment, but that's sort of a brief timeline of, uh, the COVID stuff, you know, just to kind of set the stage for where we are and everything that's been happening. And that also is not counting the, um, the protesting that had come up on uh, either sides of the aisle directly related to this stuff too. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, we can. Um, bef- I just think it's relevant because it's, it's definitely not a coincidence that these manufactured protests are happening 
around a manufactured yeah, yeah, yeah. virus. So then <laughs> tying in with all that timeline stuff, um, would have been like in the middle of May, there started to be uh, demonstrations popping up around the country and then later internationally where people were uh, trying to get the states to open back up. Um, these were a lot of people saying that they wanted to go back to work or that they wanted to have different businesses open back up. And this culminated in um, armed militia-like people showing up in uh, the capital of Michigan to open that up and protest the governor and things like that. Um, I suppose it's worth noting that a majority of the people there were white guys armed with bulletproof vests and uh, high-powered rifles and things like that, and nothing really happened to them. Shortly after that, um, George Floyd was killed during a, an, an attempted arrest by police in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which sparked riot conditions in Minneapolis and led to uh, sympathetic uh, demonstrations around the country, which then in itself led to rioting conditions in other uh, urban areas around the world. And that is kind of the atmosphere that we find ourselves in now, uh, where you have tens of thousands of people showing up almost every day in different places in order to uh, protest police violence and what has been called systematic racism. Uh, the uh, the protests have been led by Black Lives Matter, which is an American civil rights group. Um, or that you know, like that's that's what they call themselves, or whatever. That that's debatable, mm -hmm. but um, you know, so that's kind of a, another way to set set where we are right now. So while we have the pandemic still happening and there's still deaths being reported and all this crazy stuff happening economically because of that, we also have. Um, another riot uh, situation happening um, regarding racism and uh, general militarized tactics of the state. So we have two concurrent historical, national, and international events happening at the same time. And both yeah. of them seem to be manufactured. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start out with COVID yeah. stuff being a thing and then kind of yeah i'm sure they'll kind of like interlace mm -hmm. organically but um but since you did you know end on that i will say that at the beginning of all of this i am one to kind of question and be very wary one what's being shown on the news because news outlets have a symbiotic relationship with the CDC and the World Health Organization, as well as the National Institute of Health, mm -hmm. which have a symbiotic relationship with education systems, which have a symbiotic relationship with the militia and military industrial complex is. Mm -hmm. And so I started to kind of look into what the news was showing. And as we both saw, it was a lot of fear and death mongering, a lot of panic, um, but it eerily resembled the Spanish flu or SARS or the bird flu or swine flu or anything, anything oh, like this. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I wanted to kind of talk about was what a lot of like fringe Baptists or researchers are kind of seeing is that 
um, that as the timeline, or along with the timeline that Zero was talking about on on March 11th, which is 3:11, which is an important esoteric date, and it is a part of the alchemical um, breaking down, which is kind of what we're seeing, especially with masks, because it separates people. Um, that's when it was actually like word for word declared a pandemic. That 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 actual word, and um, I don't know. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to say about this, but I want to say that every time that we see something of this magnitude kind of happening in the news, um, news outlets don't necessarily <laughs> spark joy. <laughs> they don't really um, do their best to be helpful. Um, they more just, I mean, historically have just used fear tactics to brainwash people. Do you yep. have anything to say on that? Um, well, right now, there's almost no, like, promotion of health happening right now. There's a lot of talk about wearing the masks and staying six feet away from each other, which, as we know, have there's other motives to separate people that way. But there's um, little talk about drinking water, getting your turmeric in, uh, eating healthy. So now what we see is, or exercising, sunlight. Um, but so now what we see is people continuing their stressed out way of life. I think it's just a common sight right now to see people in a surgical mask with the welding mask with like their sugary drink and their takeout. So, um, which is what it is, but it's basically the message is to change your lifestyle with these uh, measures that keep you reacting, but do do little else do as little as possible right now and i think that that's part of a psychological conditioning that's going on yeah um so the word pandemic right i'm gonna break it down uh so pan right um a lot of people that are like running in these circles kind of know that it is the the he goat um the baphomet the horned goat he goat of sabbat um the light bearer or V. Um, so, and the reason I'm going to go through etymology and like kind of the roots of everything is because people will accept words and symbols as law, um, especially when you see it every day, every hour, every second on a TV, especially when so many dollars have been invested into investigating why or how frequencies affect our physical and metaphysical body. Um, so yeah, words words are logos, um, and just like symbols are logos. They do control so much and have, whether you want to call it, you know, like magic or manifestation, whatever, they have power behind them. Um, so pan, right? So pan is the horned goat. It is kind of this deceptive path, this V, this um, bringer of destruction, but also the light bearer, which we talked about in the last episode, I think, kind of, or two episodes ago, we were talking about how light is actually more deceiving than darkness. Mm -hmm. um, because in the light, in the physical light, you can see with two eyes, but these two eyes are actually allowing you to see a, a fabricated world, a Maya, whereas either your third brain, your third eye, your pineal gland, whatever, um, that's kind of the the sight rooted in darkness 
and that's where most truth comes out. We talked about psychedelics and how when you trip, you should be in a dark room, somewhere quiet, somewhere where you can really just be alone with yourself because that's kind of where your true self comes about. So anyway, that's pan, right? And then we have demi or dem or demos or dem or da. Um, demos means people or to divide. This word literally means to cut and to break apart, um, which I thought was crazy. So demos in Greek, that literally meant division of society. And hmm? democracy. Democracy, demiurge, demonic. There are reasons for these these words. And then you look at ick, right? So in the word pandemic, it ends in an IC. If you look at the word chaotic, it ends in an IC. If you look at the word magic, it ends in an IC. These are improper ways of using these words, because if you know how to use words like the Phoenicians and the Sumerians did, um, you know that if you use the 11th letter, K, then it actually brings more light and life to these words. So what does ick mean? I-K, I-C-K, or I-C actually means to animate a word. It means to bring about life to a word. So let's put these words together, class. <laughs> you have a deception, you have divide or to cut, divisions of society, and then you have the base word, I-C-K, I-K, and that means to animate or to bring to life this definition of dividing a society caused by deception. That is what the exact word means. So then we look at kind of what's going on. We look at these inflated numbers. We look at the perpetuation of fear every time we look at something. Um, but then we also, if we turn our eyes away from media, we see who's kind of a big player, especially in the Black Lives Matter movement. We see George Soros. Now, George Soros was a key component, a key player in a lot of conspiracy conversations in the first BLM movement, I guess, which was, what, like four or five years ago? Yeah. It was a while ago. <clears throat> it was around the Freddie Gray stuff. But, so that would have been, what, four or five years? Something like yep, that? Yeah, I think it was 2015. So that's when, like, the riots started to happen. Um, but yeah, so George Soros was caught red-handed um, through a number of leaked documents funding the Black Lives Matter movement. Not only funding, but creating the term BLM and was, is a, <laughs> a very rich and influential person. Now, we kind of see him mentioned a little bit now, but not as much as he was then, which I find super interesting because Let's say that the government is using real or fake attempts or, I don't know, murders that were carried through of black people. That, that's kind of been going on. But at the root of the matter, this is, a, this is a class war, right? This is like poor people. But if the news can sway masses into thinking that actually it's about this versus this, cops versus blacks, whites versus versus blacks, this versus that, then that is what our minds are going to believe. And once we start believing that division, right, once again, demos, then that's the reality that's going to be projected. Do you have anything to say? Yeah. Um, I think it's very important for the state to be successful for those armed people in Michigan 
uh, to be on a separate team than some of these uh, rioters and looters or even peaceful protesters. Uh, I feel like a, the race war um, divides and conquers within different ethnic groups as well, you know, um, within the black community, um, within um, the white community, or just basically all the different ethnic groups, people will basically take some side on this issue. This is actually being asked of us, even social media, they're blacking it out and being like, take a stand right now and pick a side and focus on this and decide. And I can see that um, within families of just all different backgrounds, just people. And again, no one can focus on the fact that there's 40 million people unemployed or that um, the economy has been, you know, sort of on stilts since 2008 or even before. So yeah, that's what I would add. Yeah. So we see this division, right? But then we also go and we, let's talk about money. Let's talk about where money's being fueled from and towards. Um, early last year or mid last year, a lot of people pulled out of stock markets. And in fact, not, not only did they just pull out, but they also planned for a pandemic budget. <laughs> now that's weird. Like, how did they predict? that a pandemic would happen. That's very odd and people need to question that. Yeah, that came up in Michigan too. It seems like Michigan is like a center for that. The politicians approved the pandemic budget before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I guess, yeah, yeah sorry. Go oh, no, 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 I thought you guys were done. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, all that stuff is... Yeah. It's pretty interesting to look at like the the social aspect of it too. Um, one of the things that you had brought up with the ICK that I'm surprised you didn't bring up too was David Ike and his like fucking name and uh, and his role in sort of being not a pioneer but uh, one of the earlier people who sort of tried to bring a lot of this government controlled stuff to light and um, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I am a fan of Ike, but I'm only a fan of him because of his words, not necessarily the way he's kind of capitalized on his words. I am very wary of who I listen to, and that's because disinfo um, is intentionally spread, and I have oftentimes questioned whether or not he is one of the disinfo. Um, same with, like, Joe Rogan or any other, you know, crazy conspiracist. Um, I, yeah, it is interesting, right? Ike or Ick is also um, a disease that reptilians get. So I'm pretty sure that's not his real name. If it is, then there's something going on there. But I think it's just a stage name. But yeah, Ike or Ick is a disease that reptiles get. Yeah. And I don't know. That's very interesting to me, too. Well, that, that's what I thought was interesting when you were talking about IC versus ICK. And then just the fact that that guy's name is Ike. And then the whole, like, you know perverting something or, or making it more pure and just the way that his last name is spelled was uh, kind of an interesting point. Um, the When you look at like the breakdown of what people think is going on, right? What like ignoring what's being implemented and sort of looking at like why it's happening. I find that to be a really interesting part of a lot of this um, because there's so many directions that all of this could go 
you know? So like the economy is one thing. And then you also have just like the general idea of like social control being another thing. And then it, it just goes off in all these different places to where, you know, we have like uh, Bill Gates is a big part of this. People really think that he is, you know, someone who is either in league with whoever is behind it or it's his actual thing. You know, we have people who think that a lot of this has to do with like the Ivy League school network because of that MIT doctor who got in trouble for his ties to Wuhan University. We have um, military implications because of just military activity being in the general Wuhan area and then also just the way you can weaponize disease and stuff. You have a lot of political things happening as well where you know, how everything is now where everything has to be some side's fault. So that's why you kind of have this clamoring right now, especially during an election year, which is something that people need to really sort of understand timing wise. So you have the American Democrats saying that everything wrong right now is because of Republican inaction and Republican insensitivity. But then on the other side of the aisle, you have the Republicans saying that this is all the Democrats fault for wanting to shut things down when it wasn't really a big deal and then wanting to bust stuff up when riot conditions became a whole thing so this is yeah Mm -hmm. go ahead um it definitely seems like there are constant distractions Mm -hmm. and then that word gets kind of pushed around a lot like a fucking beach volleyball volleyball i said volleyball um And I think that's interesting, too, in Truthstream Media's documentary, Minds of Men, um, and we were talking about this earlier, that uh, there, there are ways to switch the brain on and off. And the reason that the colors red and blue are constantly being used to trick us, fool us, deceive us, um, is, is because those are the two colors that we respond to the most. Those are the two colors that we are going to see and react and reply to. And they're training us to react rather than to respond or reply to fear. They are training us to react like animals would react out of fear. Because birds and mice, they live out of reaction. We, (laughs) men, live out of response. And so then we're taught or mistaught how tiny we are in relation to the rest of the universe and to the rest of the cosmos. But what we aren't taught is so much more grand than what we are taught. And what we are taught are our fallacies. And um, going back to what you were saying about, you know, this is a, a social thing. This is an economic thing. This is, this is an election year. I feel like that just gives way more evidence that this was planned that this was kind of in the works for a long time because there i i don't know i you have to be a blind person to not see that this is not a coincidence and what were you going to say about switches like people yeah so um one thing i noticed just from honestly observing the people around me is that um it is really disorienting if you believe that there's something in the air that could very well kill you but you also very passionately believe and that there's this injustice that happened and that if you don't show up um for it um you know you're going to be responsible for for it and then it just deepens the 
amount of fear in our head that, okay, now I am out here in a protest and I am potentially breathing in this pathogen. And it's just basically, I wouldn't be surprised if this keeps happening every week, if there will be something else and something else and something else, because it causes your, again, your hemispheres, your brain to switch over and over and over and over and back and forth. And because there's a lot of uh, different things to respond to. I also think that um, the financial relief that's happening is, um, I guess, for the elite, is something that would have been hard to pull off without the pandemic going on because they did do the same thing during the last financial crisis, whether it's the interest rates or the unemployment. Things looked similar, but um, the public did... uh, have a kind of, they did have to answer to the public back then, but um, it's interesting to note that like during the fall of the Roman Empire, when they had just gone to this point where they were just like collecting more and more subjects, more and more subjects, and it was getting so hard for them to manage, they started to create a class of Romans, which were called plebeians, and they didn't work, and they actually weren't allowed to work. And I can definitely see how this is just a convenient excuse to just really thin out jobs and introduce automation in a way where they don't have to answer to the public, actually, because the public has to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the introduction of these check, these checks, which I think are really such a joke and such a mockery and such a slap in our face, and that's kind of how we should be receiving them. Um, is a way to also train people into this socialist way of thinking and this communist fascist way of thinking, which actually it is technocratic in nature, but whatever. Words are words, right? Phoenicians really fucked that up for everybody. Um, and I think that that's a good entry point for people to be like, well, my government actually does give a fuck about me because I'm receiving a check every single month. And it's measly, $1,200, if you receive that, on top of unemployment, if you receive that, is absolutely nothing in the scheme of things. I don't know. I know I know. we talk about, like, socialism and communism a little bit. We, like, touch on it. Um, but it is interesting to see also um, that in response to what you were saying about Trump and him being like, well, if you associate with anti-fascist ideology— or this group, uh, then you're a terrorist. Um, That should just scream in people's faces what is going on right now. But for some reason, and that some reason is preconditioning, pre-programming, and being brainwashed, it isn't isn't working. Um, To the point where I even have to be silenced in front of my own own friends about my beliefs about this. Because if you are a virus sympathizer, you're probably going to be canceled. And if you believe in anything other than what CNN or the CDC or any of these other acronym elite agencies are telling you, you're wrong and you're a threat to society, which is exactly what they want. Because if someone that scrutinizes critically, like a conspiracy theorist, (laughs) is seeing through this nonsense, then like what better way to silence them? It's almost like we're asymptomatic carriers of an unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Well, it's interesting with the the Trump Antifa thing, too, because he had been trying pretty much since uh, he got into office 
to silence any uh, opinion that went against him. I mean, you see that with him literally firing anyone who disagrees with him and they become blackballed in the uh, at least in the executive branch of government or in the general government uh, institutions that happen. You see that with uh, companies where if you say a good thing about him, then he gives you an endorsement or he will promote you or out just buy your stuff on taxpayer dollars and things like that. I mean, even just like the general nepotism of his golf course stuff and all of, uh, the money that goes into his private mm-hmm. businesses and stuff. But anyways, with the Antifa thing, it is very interesting because you have an ideology from the jump that he said he had a problem with, but he could never really find a way to really solidify that. And so this can sort of serve as, serve as like a Reichstag fire incident where we have the protest happening and almost immediately, one of the first things that immediately happened when the protests start happening for the Black Lives Matter events, immediately it becomes outside agitators. Immediately it becomes there are good people protesting and bad people who are protesting. So they're even dividing that group Boogaloo up. Boys. Yeah, the Boogaloo is, is a whole. Saying? Well, yeah, the Boogaloo is the right wing group of people who they're they're uh, civil war accelerationists. So they just want to start a race war, start a okay. civil war. But um. Within the Trump administration, they immediately wanted to divide up this protesting force to make it so they're not one unified thing. So now that's why you have all this talk of radical anarchists and um, Antifa as an organized train of thought so you can deem it the enemy. And so now, you know, what he had had teased about wanting to do would be if you sympathize with ideology, you can now get arrested or you can get, you know, you can get punished or you can get killed or you can get whatever. So this is also a really good way under the cover of a pandemic and under the cover of like race riots to kind of clean up people who might be an enemy of the state. And we see that happening, especially now that we're about two weeks into a lot of the action with the protests. People are getting arrested and getting maximum sentence situations happening for their involvement and these are normally people who are you know people of color or they're uh you know there's some sort of like queer subset and generally aren't people who fit into the uh you know the the conservative white male uh majority that our current administration is really rooting for uh, in terms of succeeding so this can also really be viewed as not only an assault on the working class and poor people and, and anyone who wasn't like a rich white guy business owner, um, but this is also an attack on ideo- um, You know, in terms of ideology, like anyone who isn't like a Christian conservative, and um, a lot of the the stuff that we see happening are ways to um, diminish your uh, quality of life, but then also through diminishing your quality of life. What does that lead to? It leads to crime. What happens when you do crime? You get punished. So this is this is a way to sort of force vulnerable people into crime situations in order to then punish them. But now instead of just punishing them because they're black or because they're gay or because they're, you know, exist on the left, now they can say, oh, no, look, like it's illegal to protest and you protest. So you, you finally broke the law. Now you're going to jail. And then what is jail but slave labor? So it's, you know, and it's also interesting with the the economic stuff too. Because, I mean, I definitely think that the disease was manufactured. Um, And this is a great cover for uh, 
you know, not only. Yeah, it's also a great cover if you want to introduce a one world government, a one world religion, a one world currency. Our fiat system was a fucking joke before this. I mean, it still is and it still will be, but that's kind of what we're seeing. And um, along with all of these new world order agendas kind of coming to play so quickly, um, we're also kind of taught to be against police. Even through media, we are trained to be against somebody, but we're also trained to view the world as against us. Um, I know coming, having like a bachelor's in queer and trans community, mm -hmm. that didn't really mean shit for me. Um, I can really, really see and say that that was also um, a, like a way of dividing people, a way of being like, you are a victim, you are marginalized, you are this, you are lower than, you are a plebeian, you're whatever. But that was a way to divide as well and a way to kind of trick people into being like, well, you're radical if you live this way. But in fact, it was way more div divisive than it, it was unifying. And it still is. And now, um, you know, a lot of queer and trans people are so for communism and so for socialism, but can't really seem to see that that was, yeah, we keep using this word, but manufactured. And the reason I keep using this is because it it feels like these endings and these scenarios are coming from a factory, <laughs> right? They're like telling us how to feel, how to act, how to react, how to live, what to say, how to breathe, literally. And it's, it's crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was going to go back to, you know, crypto and how that this is a perfect opportunity, a planned perfect opportunity to introduce a currency that would be online, right? That would introduce a currency that was seemingly more stable than the one we have now. What better way to do that than to destabilize the currency everyone was relying upon? There are already some places in the world, many places actually, that won't even accept cash anymore, which I know I sound insane, but it's like, oh my God, I feel crazy that no one is really seeing it the way I am. No one is really accepting like, or everyone is accepting this narrative as, as normal. Um, did you want to say something on that, on the, especially like queer trans and like communism? I feel like you have a lot to say. Oh, well, I have noticed. I have noticed that um, that there's only as more and more um, fear is promoted, and let's say that I respond to the current political uh, situation by being afraid of white men or wanting to get as far away from conservative Christianity as possible, and painting that as the other. Unfortunately, for better or for worse, I get co-opted into this other side where um, a group of people who represent pretty much the same elite who see eye to eye um, with these conservatives, but they, they call themselves liberals. Um, I, I they, they kind of say, oh, we'll take the non-conservative Christians, the non-white uh, men. We'll, we'll take you in, but it's really a way... Um, 
I think to divide people who have common goals with each other. And yes, I have learned just through my experience with the, with queer and trans community that, um, it can be a foundational way to come together, um, to see your vulnerabilities and to see the ways you've been marginalized. But ultimately it does a really bad, um, it does a number on your self-concept and your concept of self and what you believe your, your own power is. If I'm seeing myself as a marginalized person, or if I'm like a black person who I go online and I just have to see some gruesome footage over and over and I see it being shared and I'm maybe forced to answer to it and, and to comment on it all the time. It, um, replays an old story. Um, and that story becomes the new story again. And, and that's why we have seen a lot of marches and rallies through history, including marching into war and, um, over the same concept of slavery and, Yet it's they're, they're finding ways to remind us of it, and um, economic slavery just has a new meaning these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that um, the way Facebook and Instagram are being misused, also, and the way that they were introduced, like the creators are actually, I I highly recommend people research these people, the people that created Instagram, the ones that created Facebook, not just Mark Zuckerberg, but this, the current CEOs and the team that the team of researchers and psychologists that were like, hey, this is how much brainwashing people can take <laughs> in order to change their minds and in order to alter how they view reality. And there are a team of analysts and scientists and biologists that are on these teams um, basically training us on how to respond to the world. And um, same with Twitter, right? And I've talked about this before on a previous episode. I don't remember which one it was. But Twitter has this thing where it, it, it caps you out at a certain number of, um, I don't know, words or characters. And after 200, you have to, you know, you, you're basically limiting your thoughts. And so if you, once again, just like the Phoenicians, if you can alter language and you can minimize it to base symbols so that people don't actually understand the nuance or the underlying tone of what you're saying, it gets misrepresented and misheard and misunderstood. And then that becomes perpetuated and then people misunderstand you and your platform. And that's how arguments and fights and division happen. And also it inflates your sense of ego, right? Because if I can attach a bunch of hashtags to my name, I'm just, I'm just selling myself for meat. I am meat. And like, these are my different tags. And like, this is my price tag. This is what I am. I am X. I am Y. I am Z. So it really like, it, it, uh, it takes away mm -hmm. your value, I think. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna say? Yeah, it seems like a theme. Um, throughout the ages around secret societies in general is that they're obsessed with not only knowing everything, but controlling other people's thoughts and controlling what, what others know. Um, Facebook's parent company, also PayPal's parent company, uh, owns a company called Palantir. And it's, it's an AI that is designed that needed this pandemic and probably was used. Um, in this situation, because it's designed to analyze how people react to panic and how people react when it gets real. Um, and it does this through aggregating tons of data that I even have a hard time imagining 
probably from all these cameras. Um, uh, one of their, they're a contractor for the Department of Defense. So they just have access to data and data and data. And again, it's a artificial intelligence. So it's, um, it's, um, I guess the next level of computing. And, um, of course that's plugged into all Facebook and Instagram and social media. And it's not so much, I originally thought it was just about selling things to us, but it's actually about really, um, deciding which parts of our brain are going to be reinforced and made stronger. And, um, Unfortunately, right now, that's picking a side is is the the muscle that's being worked is pick a side of what you believe on the mm -hmm. virus, um, on your governance, and stay in that frame of just, you know, indecision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. for real. So we're kind of coming towards the end, and I wanted to end it with um, you guys, and then I'll go. But if you could kind of briefly, like in a two or three minute type of thing. What do you think is the accurate timeline for what's happening now? Like starting at the beginning of COVID to now, what do you think actually happened? Like, why do you think this is happening? I got something. So I think that it was an economic move primarily, and even like a geologic or environmental move that, um, the U.S. dollar is backed by different things, but major, majorly backed by oil. And I think an individual Saudi Arabian billionaire had made some de decision along with um, a Russian oil companies to um, cause the oil prices to tank. And that was just a decision that they had made personally. And I think on top of that, um, the actual environmental sustainability and the emissions, it was getting to a point where it's actually like they're not even able to get more oil for the first time in history. And it was completely hidden by this news, but the oil price was negative for a while. So that really means that the U.S. dollar is negative, um, or at least it was. Um, so I think that that is an important marker of um, when it, this... of. Uh, um, when the pandemic was needed to begin. And um, maybe that's when the MIT went to, went over to Wuhan, or I'm not sure exactly about that part. No, that, yeah. that covers my <laughs> thought process as well. What are your thoughts, Zero? Well, the, just to, to add it, the, um, to put it on the timeline, the oil price turning negative happened in the middle of April, sometime around 420. Mm. If not on 420, then right around 420. Another mm. important date. Yeah, dude, yeah. weed, bro. Um, not no, not just for weed. <laughs> Forty-two. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very esoteric, no, 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 no. important date. A number. Yeah. Um, what do you think, son? <laughs> on the timeline. Yeah, on the timeline. Okay. On this timeline, um, I think I'm someone who doesn't really watch the news as much as. Whether I should or shouldn't, whatever, I just don't really watch it. But I think that, like you were saying, um, it. I don't. I don't accept the timeline that's been given to me, and so I don't know. I don't really know how to even where to start with that question, honestly. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure how to put months to it, but I didn't do notice something with the procession of events. It's mm -hmm. like they give you something to get used to and then something else to get used to. And then suddenly it didn't feel so weird to stay at home and to 
mass and I will add this. Mm -hmm. You said procession. Procession. And, and that's important because the UN and, and other global agencies um, strongly believe in lunar and, and solar um, calendars, the sky clock, right? So um, Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats and Crow of Crow777 um, recently did a podcast on this, and they were talking about the sky clock and how bigger agencies, if you go to the UN, um, which holds the Lucius Trust Organization, which we've talked about in a previous episode, um, right there it says, hey, meditate with us during these moon cycles. So whether or not you believe in magic or moon or astrology or any of these big dumb words, <laughs> um, there are people that do believe in them so strongly that events, sacrificial or otherwise, occur on these dates. And, and that is, that's necessary for rituals um, to happen, to, to make sure that your magic comes true, to make sure that your will is completed. Um, I will also say that during this time, line. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's so many different timelines running parallel to this one um, that the Schumann resonance or our electromagnetic frequencies have been absolutely off the fucking charts. Um, and they have been for a while now, but just this past year, and I don't know if it's a collective panic or a collective fear, but every time that there is a spike in the Schumann resonance, another event occurs hours or minutes after it spikes. And I think that's an interesting thing that people should keep an eye out for because our electromagnetic field is being torn apart right now. And it's not a coincidence that people panicking, <laughs> people panicking on top of that. Um, I don't know. That That's kind of my thought on this is that it's, it's less about some fake virus, which I do believe is fake. I believe that everything that we're seeing on the news is absolutely falsified. Um, and it's more so rituals in order to usher in some type of newness that we've all been programmed to get ready for through entertainment, which is tied to schools, which is tied to mainstream media, which is then tied back to medical journals and medical schools. And there's been a lot of um, fraudulent cases in medical schools and medical journals as well. But, yeah, that is my quick take. Word. So with me, um, I think if you look at to, uh, what was happening at the, the end of last year specifically, there was a lot of economic tension between the United States and China. And that was sort of what was filling the news cycle around like the Christmas, uh, the general end of the year type of stuff was our relationship with global markets and our relationship with China and, and who is going to be the next economic leader and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then shortly after that, we have uh, a declaration of a new disease that shows up in China. So I definitely think that the disease was manufactured as a way to uh, weaken China's place in the world, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. I think that if you look at how people who are into conspiracy stuff sort of understand how the world works is there is always someone above you either calling the shots or allowing you to do the things that you want. Right. And one of the things that I've sort of noticed with this current administration is they're not a very intellectual bunch. You know, if I want to be really generous with my wording on there and it sort of seems like a lot of stuff that happens is 
these ding dongs have these like very like uh, these ideas that will affect them with their limited understanding of what's happening. So like the Trump administration may say something like we need to go fuck with China. And then the people above them who see more of a larger picture are like, yep, this will start a destabilization campaign. Let's fucking he said it. Let's do it. And that sort of ties into a lot of the stuff. What do you look like NWO Illuminati people? And they let you know ahead of time. So then the karma doesn't fall on them because they gave you a warning. They let you know. So it's sort of like when you let someone make their own decision that will then harm them. That's how I think a lot of this is. So the people who are really controlling what's happening on this planet, um, let these conditions ripen, knowing that sooner or later someone was going to do something and everything was so fragile that it'll just immediately topple over it'll immediately cave in on itself so i think that the the coronavirus was manufactured and was put into china in order to hurt them economically and then i either think that it was put there knowing that it would spread through the entire world or it it accidentally went too far because they sort of thought that china would close down quicker and it would just stay in china and really hurt them and not really get out but either way once it got out I think that a lot of these people who had really been itching for a way to um, gain control really, you know, came into action very quickly. And that's why we we very quickly started to have conversations about not leaving the house and shutting down uh, different sectors of the economy and shutting down travel and things like that, because this is one of the very small amount of things that can really, really limit. Uh, commerce and limit people's movement around you know like there's only so many ways that the government can tell you to stay inside and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's diseases or it's war basically you know yeah i um i yeah thank you that's a good take that's actually really interesting and it and it ties into the conclusion that i want to make um i want people to look up germ germ theory germ theory i want people to look up the spanish flu and different periods of illness I want people to go back and look at the Da Vinci Code film <laughs> and how much was hidden in that shit film, you know? <clears throat> like there's there's so much to this. Isn't the, the last FBI. of those the last of those movies is legit about a dude trying to have a virus spread? I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. But before I Maybe that was the other one. That was um I don't know, some other film. It was but like the it was second wasn't or third one. You're right. Yeah, but but with what I was saying, with how things are happening, like I wanted to end, like just sort of get to the point where we are now, where and Mercury had brought this up with like the the restructuring happening, and so this is clearly what it is, and this is clearly going to be the result is we're going to have a complete restructuring on multiple levels of human society or American society because everything's sort of American centric right now, and I think that the overall. My overall theory is that a bunch of people who didn't understand what they were doing wanted to do stuff on a very more like terrestrial, terrestrial, like one dimensional thing, like let's go fuck with China. But then I think the people who mm -hmm. understood, like could see more of the chessboard were like, yep, this is going to set off a chain of events that will then lead us to this restructuring that either needs to happen or we want to happen. So, right. And then another thing that you had brought up um, was the constant chain of events happening. How there's always seems to be something else. And we're seeing that live with the incident at the Wendy's that happened the other day. The Wendy's that was burnt down last night when they shut down Atlanta. So it's, mm. 
and that's an interesting thing to think about because if you look at the protests that are happening and if it's all about police violence and the state overstepping, then why haven't they stopped? They are continuing to brutalize people. They are continuing to keep people angry. But now people are so angered that they're actually doing something. So if everything is controlled, why do they continue to provoke citizens? Why are they continuing to be like, to say they're not the bad guy, but then act like the bad guy? Why is it exactly. that this is continuing yeah. to happen? And it's going to be because of a restructuring. Yeah. Either that or it's so that people yeah. lash out and then that's an excuse for martial law conditions to happen. As we've seen small localized examples of. Yeah, they, they treat us like mice. This is a mass experiment. If we are treated like mice and we're electrocuted and, and our, button, our buttons are constantly being pushed, that is how you reprogram someone. Once again, this is an important step in alchemy. It is the restructuring. Mm-hmm. It is the breaking apart, the purification, and the recombination. Well, that so is exactly want, what we're seeing in real time. Alchemically-wise, also, things are being lit on fire, and fire is the biggest part mm-hmm. of transformation in alchemy in general. So... Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why everything in the news is buildings being set on fire. It's all it has to do with fire being the mode of destruction because that's yep. the first start of a rebirth. But we are right at time for our public episode. So thank you very much for joining us, Mercury. I really appreciated you being on the show. This was very Thanks nice. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, and for all the listeners, thank you guys also. And we have yeah. our Patreon and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, go to transistor.fm slash Bros. Be a part of the Bro familia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We still need to find something to call you guys. Um, or Patreon at Bros. Give us five bucks a month. And uh, yeah, you'll get some goodies out of that. But we will see those who are paying in the next episode. Thanks we'll see so you much. in the after party. Thanks, guys. After party. Peace <laughs> out. <laughs>